week we are joined by the talented Fernanda Cardoso, who joins us from Madrid, Spain. Originally born and raised in Colombia, Fernanda got her start in the industry in the back of house, working the kitchen, and eventually moved to the front of house and work in the bar. By her mid-twenties, Fernanda was a bar manager at a Michelin-starred restaurant in Spain. We discuss what prompted Fernanda to move from Colombia to Spain, the pressures of working in a Michelin-starred restaurant. We talk the importance of storytelling and getting customers immersed in the atmosphere of the bar. And Fernanda talks about her passion for photography. Enjoy the show. Okay, we're back with another episode of the Industry Podcast. My name's Kip. I'm the host. Dan with me as always. Our producer extraordinaire. What's happening? Not much. Just hanging out, uh, enjoying some nice, warm, well, warm weather. I don't know about that, but warm weather. Yeah, Yeah. our snow all melted. All our snow melted. Yeah, just in time for the... Mud fest? Crazy (laughs) St. Paddy's Day nonsense. Oh, yes. Our usual Waterloo uh, giant St. Patrick's Day party. So we're recording this right after St. Patrick's Day weekend, and uh, this has been basically trashed. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, aside from that, same old, same old. Yeah, things at the bars? Good, good weekends. Things are picking up again. I think people are feeling safe to come out. As of tomorrow, there's no more mass mandates. Right, in, uh, yeah, because today's Sunday, March 20th, and yeah. March 21st is the day that no more mass mandates in Ontario. So by the time uh, you guys are listening to this, probably everyone's sick again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure, we'll be under another lockdown at that point. Yeah. Oh. No. <laughs> no. No more lockdown. I hope no. <laughs> yes. We have a great guest, as always. Fernanda Cardoza is going to be joining us in just a minute. Um, Before we get to that, I will say that the the best way to support the show is to subscribe, rate, and review. We'll just keep begging till you do it. Also, a big shout out to Zach Hanna from ZachHanna.co for the artwork he does for us. He's doing, he's been doing a bunch of stuff for the bars as well, which is super nice of him. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Zach. Say if you want to be a guest on the show, then you should uh, DM us at the Industry Podcast on Instagram, or you can email us directly, info at the Industry Club. Anything else you want to get off your chest? Well, there's the time back when I was, <laughs> no, uh, not a whole lot. No, that's pretty much covers everything. All right. Well, enough about us then. Fernanda Cardoza, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah, thanks for coming I'm on the show. I'm very excited, yeah. Yeah, so Fernanda's coming to us from Spain right now. And sorry, what city are you in currently? Um, now I'm in Madrid. Madrid. But I'm from Colombia. Right. Um, I'm born in Colombia. So Fernanda was nice enough to come on the show right after a three-hour drive from Valencia. So, <laughs> so we, we appreciate her. Yeah, so let's just jump right into it. You were born in Colombia, and that's sort of where you started your career in the service industry, correct? Exactly. Yeah. I started there. I started like a cook, like cooking. I studied kitchen in Gato Dumas. It's a, a school from Argentina. It's very, very nice. You have like mixology to molecular uh, gastronomy. So I fix like I, I mix mix my my both careers, kitchen and bartending. Mm-hmm. And I made like a good mix. Yeah. Yeah. So we've had a few people on the show now who have sort of started in the kitchen and then moved to bartending. So talk to us a little bit about how you feel like that helped you when you when you got into bartending. I feel like in a safe place because in be a bartender it's like you 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 can talk with people you are not hiding from the people so some people are assholes but that's true yeah in the industry you have like many people but sometimes you have like 
you make contacts, you make friends in the bar. Mm -hmm. So it's a safe place. Right. Not for the assholes, but yes, (laughs) contacts. We got to find a way to make it a little less safe for the assholes. (laughs) 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 Them entirely. Um, So talk to us a bit about the uh, the kind of bar scene in Colombia for people who haven't been or are not familiar. Is there a big like craft cocktail scene there or is or like what are the bars mostly like? In Colombia, you have like a 50 best bars in Alquimico. Mm-hmm. It's uh, the location is Cartagena, the Indians. It's very nice in the coast of Colombia. It's one of the best of uh, Colombian. But I work in Cali in many places like American Place, uh, Caled Bourbon Street. I I think it's also in Miami. But there was like juice craft cocktails and classic cocktails. But now I'm most into the minimalism cocktails or something like that, like more fancy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I worked there, was a really good experience, a big place. And then I passed to the Elsa Cafe, where I start to make my own cocktails, like menu cocktails, creating recipes and recipes and obviously like try to contact with people, with brands. And that was my first step in the bar. After mm-hmm. kitchen, Do you then remember? I work. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, then I work with a friend from New York, making craft cocktails and bottle them, carbonatizing them, and a lot of stuff mm-hmm. like that worked for me now in Spain because it's like huge cocktails here. Right. Yeah. So did you you found that it was a huge difference when you went from Colombia to Spain with the craft cocktail scene, like just way more sort of co- craft cocktail style bars or? Yes, like more creative here. Mm. The people is more creative. I don't know, like in Colombia, I try to make like the people, it's it's going to into the cocktails in Colombia. Like in America, you have like a lot of people going for aperitif or cocktails, classic cocktails. Here in Spain, the people like more like highballs, gin tonics, room with Coke, but the bars... The difference is that the bars are very, very creative. Mm-hmm. You have like a lot of concepts there. You have a Salmon Guru. It's a big bar from Spain. Paradiso. It's like more creative, like experience with the customer. So that's very, very nice. It's more than experience, but you have also like minimalism cocktails. But the people, the tourists uh, that come here to Spain, it's going to the more popular bars. Right. And what's the name of the bar that you're working in right now? Uh, Now I work in that company. It's Speakeasy. Maybe, you know, what is the Speakeasy? I do. Yeah, yeah, you you can feel it, that the people, it's going into the bar and the people feel the, like the uh, Speakeasy, like the Mm. real Speakeasy with the password, with the fake guns, fake, fake. (laughs) <laughs> uh, obviously with the with the I don't know we use it like the costume oh, very yeah, yeah. very appropriate for the place right. and the music it's hiding the, the place is hiding in Madrid and it's very busy mm. one year and we got uh, 25,000 followers Ooh, for oh, the yeah Jesus wow. Christ it's too much <laughs> it's too much it's too much <laughs> 
do you remember the like when you first got into sort of craft cocktailing? Do you remember the first when you first sort of did your first menu? What experiences did you draw on from the kitchen? And do you remember what the first drink you made that made the menu? Yes, I I was pretty good cooking, like in in, in the kitchen. So I started to mix wine with cocktails and also sherry wine with cocktails. Right. Too much like I my first cocktail I and the Asian the Asian flavors. I like the Asian flavors. I always work in in Nikkei restaurants. It's Peruvian with Japan uh, Japanese food. And I use too much tea like lapsam, tangerine, plum, uh, rum. Uh, I put a, a lot of lima, like a little bit, not not too much, mm-hmm. a little bit. But I made a cordial with that, and then I filter it. That was my my first my first cocktail in Elsa. Mm-hmm. It's a place that now have like four four chains in in Colombia, four places: Cartagena, Cali, Medellin, and other more that I don't remember now. But yes, I start with Asian flavors. So when you talk about sort of working with more minimalist style cocktails now, can you describe to our listeners who might not know what that means? Like what the difference between like, say, the cocktails you were making in Cartagena and then or in Colombia and then like how you move to a sort of a more minimalist, minimalist approach to your cocktail crafting? The difference it's that you have like filter the, the cordial that take care of the color Take care of the eyes. The eyes is very important for the minimalism cocktails. The glass. You, I don't like the the huge glass, like a huge with with forms and a lot of stuff that we have right now. But we need to have different concepts. Minimalism is a concept. A huge cocktails and forms. It's a it's another concept, and you have to do like that concepts to catch the people because. The people have different styles to drink, uh, different way to drink. So I'm most into the minimalism because it's more easy to. You are like, you have two moves per cocktail. And also you can do pre-batch cocktail. Right. So it's like last time you you are doing a cocktail in one minute or two minutes. And that's okay for, for, a, for a service. Mm-hmm. You need to to make the service fast right. and and cool. It's more perfectionist, I, I think, the minimalism. Yeah. Or when you use in pre-batch, it's more perfect. The cocktail is always the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pre-batching is a real game changer when you are <laughs> when you realize the same thing happened at, at my bar. <laughs> uh, it was that we realized we were making... We didn't realize how busy it was going to be right away. And then you're making uh-huh. all these cocktails from scratch. And it's just like, like my bartenders were dying. And then <laughs> we, 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 my more recent, most recent bartender, Matt, who has been on the show, uh, it sort of brought the pre-batching thing with him. And it's got a real game changer. It's so much, so yeah. much faster. It, yeah. It's so much. It's liters of liters of pre-batch. <laughs> yeah. have, in that company, we have, I don't know, guacamole. Mm. Cordial Ooh, with mezcal. Know, yeah. It's very, very funny. You, I don't know. You need to try it. Mezcal with guacamole. Yeah, it's like a funny drink with citrus. We we make a throw-in with that because they need to like have air because mm-hmm. they have chicha, chicha or tepache from from Mexico. It's a fermented uh, pineapple. 
stuffs. Okay. So we make we, we make a lot of stuff of that. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like pretty intense. Uh, so the one thing we were talking about before uh, Dan and I were talking about before we started the, the Zoom call with you was how we noticed that how quickly you've advanced in this business at such a young age still <laughs> you you went from yeah, <laughs> working in the kitchen to like being a bar manager at a Michelin restaurant in no time so mm-hmm. how, what what do you think what's the secret to your success tell people who want to emulate you the secret I think I'm not shy the English is not my native language so I know I make mistakes so it's mm-hmm. the same in the service or in the industry you make mistakes but you need to pass. Mm-hmm. You need to go for it and lose the fear, you know? So when I was bar manager, I was like too much fear because you need to deal with people, people that don't want to work or something. But I always think that if you have your team happy, your customer is going to be happy. Mm-hmm. Your people is going to work in a good mood. It's always with good vibes. And that's very important in a restaurant or bar. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's a secret. And uh, my secret for the for the cocktails, I think it's mixed a kitchen with with cocktails, like mm-hmm. kitchen and liquid. I think my my cocktail menus it's always always with like a mixing. Like I use, I don't know. I was in the work class and I made a cocktail with anchovies. Oh, wow. So <laughs> yeah, 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 it's kind of different. So they call me like anchovy girl in the, <laughs> in the competition, but it was like a really good cocktail. I didn't pass because I, I passed a filter because for the speech, I was really af- like afraid, like the people is looking at you like, I don't know, like too much. Right. For me. <laughs> yeah, it's like kind of mess for me, but the recipe was good. Oh. The cocktail was good. Well, and it does sound like you're you're definitely experimenting a lot with the the sort of bringing the kitchen to the front of the house. When you're working at a Michelin restaurant and you're responsible for making the menu for there, is there more pressure that because of like sort of the elevated experience that people expect at a Michelin star restaurant? Talk to me about that. And then also, <laughs> how is the style of service different? Sure, I I think it's you have more pressure because the people come with a uh, expectative like mm-hmm. it's a michelin restaurant you need to do it well mm-hmm. if you don't do it you're gonna yeah. be like done so i always pay attention in the minutes of the like how many minutes are you going a cocktail it's like two minutes per cocktail for mm-hmm. like that's too too much right maybe yeah. one half it's nice but two minutes is too much because the cocktail needs to need to be done before the, the meal, no, the dinner or the lunch. And then I need to sell like cocktails properly, like try to do like the, my work good and try to sell a lot of cocktails because the wine here in Spain, it's like a big obstacle for the cocktails. Right. The people is most into the wine to the cherry wine. So in a Michelin restaurant, I work in, a, I work at in a Benares restaurant. It's in London in, and Madrid. So I made my menu with wine. So that's a perfect match for, 
for for my cocktail menu. Mm-hmm. So I made one with lemongrass, chamomile, sherry, fine, fine sherry. I don't know if you meet, it's like chamomile too. And gin, because gin in Spain is the most popular drink. So I'm going into the drink that the people from Spain, it's usually going for it, like highballs or gin. So mm-hmm. I made my menu like highball menu and then rock menu. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you have like, you, you can sell that. Like it's too easy. They mm-hmm. always drink gin tonic or roncola like I, you, like I told before. So you can go into the wine and carbonate, carbonate cocktails. Not too much like this, like a Manhattan. It's, you can't. It's right. like in a Michelin restaurant from in Spain, no? Because in mm-hmm. London, I was in London, it was like too much Manhattan, too much penicillin, mm-hmm. paper plane, uh, naked and famous. I was like glorious in, in the heaven. But here <laughs> you need to catch the, the people and try to do that we, that they like. Mm. That's and, the, the key. Right. And I, I mean, I guess that's a key everywhere, but it's interesting how you go from like country to country and find the difference there. So like going back to Colombia, then like what captures the attention of the crowds in Colombia as far as like making a cocktail? Tropical, uh-huh. tropical cocktails. Yeah, that's definitely like the the cocktail lovers. Tropical, uh, maybe Colombia is more into the whiskey. I like very much whiskey. Yeah. When I was in Paris, in Colombia, I was like drinking whiskey, like short whiskey, like need whiskey, no mm-hmm. ice, no, nothing, just uh, with water. Mm-hmm. And then I was in, in Dublin and it's pretty nice because it's just whiskey. Right. So they don't do cocktails, just um, a whiskey and beer, mm-hmm. but they have like two bars with cocktails. So yeah. I think, yeah, they, they need more cocktails there. So, yeah. <laughs> so <we're, laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, when you were in like Paris and London and Dublin, were you just traveling or were you working at the same time? I was working, but in my hobby. Oh, okay. Like photography. it's photography. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I mix after a study kitchen, then bartending. I always have my camera with me, like a little Sony, like cheap Sony. And, and I was like, this, this is very nice. So <laughs> I make like, I save money and I buy another camera, like huge camera, Canon 18D. And I start to create my own, like all business. But at the beginning was difficult because my, at the beginning, you are not like pro photographer. You need to start with that, study that, and try to make like content. And it was like very funny, but I was working. So it's like difficult to mix photography, photography with, with the bartending because mm-hmm. you're chief as bartender. Yeah. It's like 12 hours. Right. I don't know there. I don't, I don't know in Canada. But in Spain, it's maybe eight, maybe 12. Yeah, it's, it's around the same, like usually around eight to 10. So it's, it's an average shift here, I would say. So I had a quick yeah. question about photography. How did you get into photography in the first place? I think I always have that passion, uh, since Colombia or maybe since I was a girl. 
Yeah. I always have my analogy, like analogy. How, how do you oh, pronounce? Oh, uh, analog. Yeah. A- analog? That. <laughs> Sorry for my pronunciation, but it's not no, my first name. No, no, it's all good. But uh, yes, I start with that. And then I buy a little Sony. And it was like, I, I pretty like it that like make photography. I take photos to my dad, to my mother, to the drinks and always like since I was a child. Yeah. And then I start with that and I create the social shake. If you want to follow, I have a page called the social shake where I have my pictures. I travel. Now I work with brands. I work with Ron Colon. I don't know if you know that brand. Yep. It's, yeah. Uh, Ron Colon, uh, Glenfiddich. I work with Bacardi in pictures. Wow. So it was like, now was like a properly progress for me because at the beginning I just working for free. Right. Just working for fun. But now your hobby is to work too. So (laughs) it's like kind of difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very good. But... Yeah, it's not your hobby anymore. So no. now you need to work and go for monetize your business. Up a day per day, a picture from where you go, where you drink, how you drink. So mm. it's that that kind of hobby, but I enjoy it. It's not like like the chief in being bartender. It's like 12, 12 hours. In the photography, maybe it's four hours to make a content. And then two hours to edit. Yeah, the editing is my. So my wife's a photographer too, and that's the the what I've learned is the time-consuming thing is the editing. Yeah, the time editing, mm. like I think for for an event, it's like two hours, three hours. If you are fast, mm-hmm. if you are like a slow, because I made a training with drinking culture in Dublin. For that, I was there. And was like difficult because three shootings in a day or three, three or seven, it's too much because you need to do like the editing for in, in the same week. Ooh. So you have like a lot of work. Yeah. Now I'm working for myself and try to be like chill and relax. Don't catch everything because if you catch everything, you, you are not good, like good enough. Like your time is... It's everything. So you, you can edit like three or four events in a day and make the good quality. Like right. you need to have the same quality for each event. Mm-hmm. Not like because you are like making money. It's not always the 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 goal, you know? Mm-hmm. The goal is make your work good. Right. And not for money. So how did you, like, how do you link up with these sort of liquor companies like, like Glenfiddich and Rum Cologne and Bacardi? Like, do they approach you or did you just have a connection through the bar industry? I think it was because I was uh, working like bar manager. So I, I made my contacts there. I'm, go, I'm going into the contacts everything because right. I think it's, the, it's the, like the way to connect with people. The contacts are everything. And... Um, then I just say like I'm photographer like with confidence and I was like the no a photographer I would just it's just my hobby but they like my picture so they start to pay me like a little bit but then when I change my camera and I make the good quality for, uh, pictures they start to pay me better mm-hmm. 
So in the pandemic was like a key for me because I improved myself and I start to to watch like videos in YouTube and try to get better. So they called me and they told me like, we need to create content for Bacardi in this pandemic. So are you up for that? And I say, okay, yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm into that. Like (laughs) I, I, I want to do it because I was without work, you know, like in the pandemic, I was without the, without my work. I can yeah. be bartender in a pandemic. So in, in that moment, my mind was like, pop, a chip. Like I, I need to change to change my chip. Mm-hmm. So I'm starting to study photographer like in Domestica, like free courses or paid courses. And I'm starting to get better and they start to pay me. So I monetize my, my hobby and now it's my work. So right. I made, I, I made both. Yeah. Um, so I, I was listening to you like in the last um, podcast and I'm, I'm agree, very agree with the people that say that don't copy or repost because you need to make your content. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I, that's, uh, yeah, that's come up a couple of times for sure. Okay. Mm. So it's kind of a big move for you. Like, obviously you were no stranger to traveling around and different experiences, but what made you decide to move from Colombia to Spain and like kind of reset your career? Because you're already at a stage where you're working at a spot that's opening up multiple bars, uh, like in a chain in Colombia. And then you make this bold move to just move to Spain and kind of start again. Huh? Well, the problem is that in Colombia, you have like a load of pay hmm. in, in hospitality. If you are paid, like in Europe, you have like, good paid in, I don't know, South America is like low pay. Mm -hmm. So I have family here and I think in Colombia, like, okay, this is no make, I I don't make money about be like, if I'm good bartender, I'm not going to make money for that. Also like photographer is like shit too. Right. (laughs) So yeah, I moved, I moved to Spain and I say like, is the most close, like, I feel Spain like a family, like, mm-hmm. I have family here, and I think that's my, like, my second home, so for that, I come here, and I try to make everything good, yes, the pay here is no, like, wow, but if you work hard, you, you make money, if you work mm-hmm. hard, like, if you are not lazy, and you go every, I don't know, every day, go to work or you have shootings, the shootings are very good pay. Right. Yeah. More than be a bartender. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so I changed. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the problem. Because I love shake, I love mix, I love throwing, I love, I love the the bar. I love feeling that vibe. The people mm-hmm. loud loud and make joke jokes with you. Fortunately, in Bad Company, we have a good tips because we bring a good service. That's the key. And a speech, too. Every cocktail has a speech. Oh, yeah. Okay, so explain that. Like, when you say, like, uh, all the cocktails have a speech, like, what do you mean exactly? Like, when you present the cocktail to the guests, there's a a little thing you say with it? Yeah, we have a speech for, like, every cocktail. Like, we have 12. And we have a speech. So the speech is like, present your cocktail. In Bad Company, you are, I'm not Fernanda. I'm, I'm a like 
from, from the mafia or something like oh, that. Yeah, yeah. Because you need to be in the paper. You need to be like like an actor. You need to feel the, the cocktail and everything. So we have one cocktail called uh, Maria Curie that mm-hmm. was a biologist. And, and, and like we have a cocktail, a small cocktail, green cocktail with Midori. So we, we, we told to, to you like, take care. This is gonna, this is gonna kill you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because, <laughs> yeah. and we, we, we try to con- like introduce yourself into the history of Maria Curie. Mm-hmm. So it's like, me, like education too. Mm-hmm. Maria Curie was in the 1920, was a biologist. He, he win two novels of biology and chemistry. And we, we like, we do every history on every cocktail. The speech needs to be like good and perfect. Hmm. And that, that's one. Yeah, that's interesting. So that can also, I imagine, be time consuming when you're really busy though. Yeah, it's really yeah. busy. Like <laughs> yeah. you, you almost lost your voice. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. <laughs> when you finish your shift, you are like done. You yeah. don't have voice. You are always flu. Yeah. And the people is like, ask you, ask, ask questions. How do you make that? How do you make that? And you want to <laughs> like, maybe in, in the chief, we change every time because everyone is a bartender. So we are five and we change. Oh, okay. So I'm starting in the, in the door, like, welcome to the United States of America. Oh, this is 20, okay. like 1920. And we have a gun and we, no booze, no here. Uh, welcome to the prohibition. And we try to make you feel in that century because that's the key. Mm-hmm. That's that make you tip too. So mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> uh, we, we try, to, we try to do it. And it's like a lot of people from America, Canada. I meet like three guys from Canada and very nice. Like, I think in America, we are more into the tips. Yeah. It's a compliment. <laughs> yeah. For us, because it's a uh, really satisfying, like half a people like, like trusting yourself and make you like a tip. It's mm-hmm. important in the service because not much cities have the percent percentage. I don't know. Like, like the, yeah. Yeah. When you, when you have that into the bill. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. Like yeah. The, the sort of auto gratuity. Yeah. 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 So. You don't have here. No. Oh, okay. Right. So yeah, it's yeah. difficult That's because in Colombia it's 10%. Right. Oh, and if you have yeah. a big group of people and there's no auto tip. Ooh. Yeah. So <laughs> basically, you have a lot. Yeah. yeah. Here we don't have uh, auto tip either, but we have, but like often a place will do it. Like if you're a group of, six or eight or more then or or if a bill gets to a certain size then they'll do it but yeah generally yeah we do we you just gotta gotta go with your go with what you get um yeah. <laughs> that's very nice yeah what was the same like everybody's like your tip in in your bill it's like you you have like a phone the 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 waiters have a phone and they told you like how many are you t- like? How many you gonna do the tip? Yeah, and you need to do it like five percent, ten percent. Yeah, right, right. it's no other like way to do it. You right in their face. Have yeah. 0%. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you, got, you need to do it. 
Um, yeah. That's funny. That's very funny. Yeah. And some of our new machines, like the debit machines, have the same thing too. Now where it's like, and we and we set you can set it at whatever number you want. So you just set it lowest at eighteen, and then <laughs> go from there. <laughs> 18, no. <laughs> yeah, but that's made a big difference because now a lot of people will just pound the the lowest option. But if the lowest option is eighteen percent, then it's not so <laughs> bad. <laughs> Ten um, percent is okay. It's yeah. like with it's okay. Uh, so it's funny to talk about that because so in Europe, ten percent is like that's considered okay because in Canada, twenty percent is like considered sort of the minimum. Guys, you are in the heaven now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I wonder here it's like zero, zero tip. Oh. They made like fifty cents of tip. <laughs> You know oh, what is no. that after you you do the speech like a real speech yeah. <laughs> about the cocktail like it's like okay okay I'm no I'm not doing anymore yeah <laughs> so, no, I, I I love I love bartending so I make it like I don't I don't care I just yeah. if you like the cocktail I'm I'm more than okay but I know that the tip is important it's like yeah. your time your prep and everything there so. Mm-hmm. And the place too. Yeah. And so, but I wonder, you guys might make a higher hourly wage than we do here. Like, although they just raised it here. Like, what's the, what do you make per hour? Like. Per hour is like 10 euro. Okay. 10 euro if yeah. you are um, good. Yeah. Or 15. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. So that's, that's, yeah. So that's where you make it up a little bit because ours is like. 15 Canadian dollars, which is a lot less than 10 euros. Yeah, that's like maybe f- five or six euros. Five, five or six euros, Seven yeah. Euros, <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, yeah. now I got yeah. it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so they just kind of sort of put it on the the customer to make up your wage for you. <laughs> okay, now, tipping, now I yeah. understand that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have some friends there. I have a friend, like, it's not from bartending, but I have friends in Canada. Mm-hmm. And also in United States, but in the United States you have like a lot of tips, yeah. <laughs> so you yeah. can like refuse that you have a lot of tips there. Yeah. But the pay for per hour is lost. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you've done. I feel like you've done so many different jobs in the industry already at such a young age. What's uh, What's next? Do you have plans in the future? Are you just happy where you're at right now? My plans, okay, my next plans was uh, like create my own society of um, photography, like mm-hmm. help people, like like small people, like they, they are starting starting this. So I, I want to help because it's difficult when you start, like photographer or filmmaker in the industry is difficult because the people don't want to hear you when you don't, when you are not a pro or something like that. I'm not a pro, but I was bartending. So they believe in me, like, because I'm bartending, so I'm going to catch that the brands want the liquid. Mm -hmm. The liquid is very important in a picture. It's not you, it's the liquid and the brand. Right. (laughs) So so now my plans is like, make the social check my page grow, as a good content creator, I'm no copy, I'm a real photographer, I'm going every day to work with bars. Now, the next week, I'm going to Barcelona to take pictures with Ron Colon. I have a big project with them. 
like 10 bars in every city, but Madrid, Barcelona, Lisbon, and Rome until the, the Rome bar show. So I need to do like a lot of work in that and try to catch the attention of the of that brand because mm-hmm. it's a brand made for bartenders. So we need to support maybe like the local business and try to support the bartenders brands because it's very important for us. Like it's not like a huge family of I don't want to talk about brands, but because the brands are, sure. my, yeah. My, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, we need to we need to support too, like a small brands. Now yeah. I'm, maybe I'm going to work with Caleño. It's a brand born in London from Cali. The girl that created that it's not alcoholic cocktail, but now the society is more into the no alcohol spirits or low BB. Mm-hmm. I'm going into the alcohol, but maybe we have some no alcoholic spirit too. So that's maybe proud because it's from Colombia. It's very, very nice. It's very, very difficult to find. So I'm very like local and try to support the local business of Spain too and try to get for free a shooting and try to connect with the people that make that brands because they are bartenders. They start their own business. So we need to support that that people, I think, is good good way to be a bartender too. Yeah, no, I agree with that wholeheartedly, and especially I think that sometimes it's just easy to use. And I, I won't call out any brands either because I, I want you to get jobs. But <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, like so, so some of the bigger brands, it's really easy to just use them when you're making cocktail lists and what have you, because <laughs> like often you're. The distributor will give you free product, right? So it's just like if you're exactly. if you're a huge brand, you get free product. You use the brand, but we do need to do more, I think, as an industry in general to support the smaller brands of and like the, the the more boutique brands that you can that you can find all over the world now. So many people are making spirits now. Yeah, I know, I know exactly. Like it's a lot of people making they all brands with so like so much effort, and we always support the big brands. Yeah. So it's like kind of confusing for me because we are bartenders. We know how difficult it is to make a brand and try to spirit, like try that your spirit going to be good and try to be good, like enough to the other brands. But it's difficult because the marketing make a lot of difference. So yeah, it's kind of difficult for that. So I'm trying to get for free. And also I have like my little bar and try to make co- uh, videos and that is like try to support them with content, free content. And mm-hmm. then maybe I have my piece of cake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, no, I, and I think I'm glad that you brought this up because we ha- this is something we haven't actually talked about on the show before, I don't think. But all bartenders out there listening right now, I know it's easy to take the the free stuff that you get from the bigger brands, but it's really good to support, like pay for pay for the product. The, the guests will pay for it because oftentimes it's it's a better product, even though it's from a smaller distillery. And uh, yeah. you just you charge a little bit more for your cocktail, but use a better brand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's very important to support the, the, the guys or the girls that try to make their own business and that liquid, make a liquid is very difficult. Yeah. <laughs> it's very difficult. Yeah. If it's, yeah. And I think sometimes, too, we, we kind of forget that, like, 
what goes into, like you say, it's so difficult to make your own small brand. And then as a mm -hmm. result, you often have to charge a little bit more for it because you don't have the resources available to you as some of the massive brands do. So that, I mean, that inevitably comes through in the pricing of the spirit itself. But let's support these smaller ones so we can have more of them. Yeah. Um, if you come here to Spain someday, mm -hmm. I need to show you like uh, a liquor made from electric blossom liquor Ooh. in Gijón. It's like a flower of Brazil made in, in like growing now in Gijón, Spain. And it's very nice. Like you can combine them with, with room, with, I don't know, with bourbon. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be like awesome because you're going to feel everything. And for food painting, it's amazing. And they do like bitter too, a bitter, like a little bit of bitters. Oh, I'm in. What are you doing next week? Uh, <laughs> I uh, I lost I lost two weeks of my life in Barcelona once. I don't know what happened, but <laughs> so I need to. Go back. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you you need to come. Definitely, you yeah. need to come. Now it's yeah. a lot of concept of bars. Like mm. I invite the people from Canada or from the po that heard the podcast to come here because it's a lot a lot of bars to discover and a lot of concepts. So you you must be in Spain, must be here. Yeah, I, I love yeah. Spain. I, it was one of my favorite countries to visit. Well, thanks so much for doing this, Fernando. We really appreciate it. And I know you had a long day, so thanks for coming to us at the end of it and, <laughs> and doing the interview. And uh, best of luck with all the photography and keeping the bar job going. And again, I'm jealous that you get to go to Barcelona soon, So because that city is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really nice. It's very yeah. bohemian, bohemian city. Yeah. So guys, thank you so much for inviting me. Sorry too for my my little accent, Spanish. No, it's perfect. But yeah, um, yeah, well, I, yeah. Yeah. One last question too. Uh, if there's anything you want to promote on social media? Where can people find you? Find your photography and find your uh, drinks. I have like a, my business a account. It's the social check. It's very like just photography for now. But we start into the cocktails, the video cocktails and everything. Uh, I have a friend that have a good, good page called Drinking Culture. I work with them. So you must be copy that, that name because it's very nice and it's very cracking in their work. So they, he's a bartender. I'm a bartender. We support us. So, awesome. Perfect. Yeah, it's awesome. Perfect. I'll put links to those in the show notes. Yes. Well, thanks again. <laughs> we really appreciate you coming on and best of luck with everything. Thank you, guys. I hope you, you come here sometime. I don't know. The so next I, year, maybe. Yeah, I'm going to talk the wife into a vacation, but it's hard to do. She's married to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's difficult. I'm not going to Colombia since I five, five years ago. So yeah. the next year, I'm going. Okay. Yes. All okay. Right. Thanks again, Fernando. Appreciate it. Bye, guys. Thank Bye. you so much, much for having me. Bye. Bye.